much like the area of the vertebral column. So generally what this is going to look at is uh, when we think when we think of the spinal column, we've we've talked a bit about how there it is. We've talked a bit about how you know we had the uh, anterior longitudinal ligament and the posterior longitudinal ligament, how that helped. We had uh, we had intertransversarial ligaments, we had uh, intraspinous ligaments, we had supraspinous ligaments. I want to get a little more into some specialization, what sort of holds the more movable part of the spine together, and that being the C-spine. But the one I really haven't spent a whole lot of time with is the cranial vertebral joint. So obviously, uh, the superior surface of C1 articulates with the occiput of the skull. I mean, that's the skull does articulate with the spinal column. So we have to talk a little bit about that highest joint. So the cranial vertebral first one is called the atlanto-occipital joint, which is obviously between C1 and the occiput. It is a condyloid synovial. The concave superior articular facets on the atlas articulate with the convex surfaces of the two occipital condyles. So we see the two occipital condyles here, which lie on either side of the foramen magnum. And then if we look at C2, oops, yeah, C2, we can sort of see how it fits. Right, which allows for this this uh, movement of uh, nodding. Yes, what's that? Yes, C one. Yep. Oh, sorry, C one. Apologies. Okay, C one. My apologies. Okay, so the articulation between C one and the occiput. So we see it here in the diagram. Arrows are pointing at it in the radiography, and we can see sort of the relationship here. This is the base of the occiput. This is the one of the part of the rim of the foramen magnum, and we're we're looking in this area here. Uh, the joint you can't see it, but you see the articulation because the joint capsules are here. Obviously, this being a synovial joint means that there's articular cartilage on both the the surfaces of the articulation. There's a joint capsule holding it together, which allows for the synovial fluid and all those sorts of things. All right? We also see it here in these diagrams. You sort of see it here. We're going to be talking about this whole area coming up. The second Atlanto is the atlantoaxial joint. Obviously, that is between C1 and C2. So that is between the ring of C1 and basically the odontoid process of C2 along with the two superior facets. Uh, the dens, also known as the odontoid process, is held within a collar formed by an anterior arch and transverse ligament of the atlas. So it is a pivot synovial. So if we look at the relationship between 1 and 2, you'll see the adultite process sort of sticking up. So how do I hold that in place? I run a ligament along its posterior surface to hold it in place. That is known as the transverse ligament. Okay? Uh, it allows for that rotation to occur, that spin, uh, holding that dens in place. It permits rotation saying yes, or saying, no, I got that backwards. This is not yes. <laughs> this is no. Okay. <laughs> All right. It is a pivot synovial joint. So we see here in the diagram, with, uh, the identified process sits within the anterior arch. We have a synovial joint here between the arch and the identified process. We also have a synovial 
membrane and space here between the transverse ligament and the posterior surface of the odontoid process. So it's held into place and we have synovial membrane on either side. This is a uh, sagittal view. We can see it here. The odontoid process is sitting here. This is the anterior part of C1. And this is the transverse ligament right here, this thickened area right here on the posterior surface of, uh, of the dens. The other upper cervical ligament is something called the nuchal, nuchal ligament. I think I've talked a little bit about that in that last set of slides. Generally, what it is, a blend of the supraspinous and interspinous ligaments from C7 to the occiput. So it covers in that whole area. It resists hyperflexion of the cervical fine, spine. It is taut at extreme cervical flexion or at 15 degrees of flexion of head and upper cervical spine. So here's what I'd like you to do right off the top. Grab a partner, find the external occipital protuberance, drop down about a quarter of an inch, and have your patient place their chin on their chest and see if you can feel this tighten up. Go. External occipital protuberance. Come down about half an inch, have your patient flex their head, their chin to their chest. You should feel this, you should feel it go tight under your finger. That is the, the nuchal ligament. You, roll, you don't really palpate it in the normal position. You're kind of in the area. You really don't start to feel it until they go into forward flexion and it really gets tight under your finger. Yes. So you can see here in the diagram, here is C7. You'll see the supraspinous ligament here right onto the tip of that C7 uh, spinous process. Then it actually, if you, if you think of it this way, the supraspinous ligament actually suspends from C7 all the way to the occiput, to the EOP, okay, the external occipital protuberance. Then we have ligamentum nuchae, which fills in the entire space between the, the spinous processes of the C-spine to the supraspinal, supraspinous ligament. You see it fills in this whole area of, of, of fascial uh, tissue, which makes large, large surface area for muscle attachment. So the nuchal ligament is the blending of the supraspinous and interspinous ligaments from C7 to the occiput, which we see here. Next, we're working our way up. So we've done, we've done the, um, the transverse that holds the head, the, the denzin. We've got this large nuchal ligament. Now we're going to get a little more specific inside. There's something called the tectorial membrane. The tectorial membrane is a continuation of the posterior longitudinal ligament down here, okay, superior to C2, and it becomes taut with flexion of the head. So above C2, the tectorial membrane comes up to and comes uh, attaches to the uh, to the base of the um, of the foramen magnum. So it's um, here we see it here deflected. So here is the posterior longitudinal ligament here at the bottom of this diagram. And we see that the tectorial membrane has been sliced. So one has been reflected superiorly up this way. 
One's been reflected down to expose what's anterior to it, but think of these two being together. It's a thickening of the posterior longitudinal ligament from C2 all the way to the base of the foramen magnum on the inside. It kind of comes in inside the foramen magnum to attach to the tector to the uh, the base. So if we see here, um, we're talking about it sort of coming up like this where my finger is. So it's coming up from the base of uh, C2 and, and to the bottom of the frame and magnum here. Okay? But you'll see there's lots of stuff under here. Right? Here it is here. It is here. The tractorial membrane has been left intact with a sagittal cut, and we can see it's actually passing posterior to the transverse ligament into the base of the occiput here at the frame and magnum. Next is called uh, the cruciform ligament. What's that tell you right off the bat? What shape is it? Crucifix or cross. It is deep to the tectorial membrane. It does have vertical and transverse portions. The vertical portion arises at C2 and attaches to the occiput. The horizontal portion attaches on the interior surface of the anterior ring of the atlas and reinforces the transverse ligament. Okay, so we see here sort of attaching here. Okay, so cross is running this way and across here, and the it does it is posterior to the transverse ligament. This is in the uh, this is in the cadaver, so we can we can see it here. The cross is here, so we're looking. Uh, Again, this is the anterior bodies here, so the nose is away from us. So we're looking in from that perspective. And this is the drawing of what we're seeing here. Here is the cruciate or the cruciform ligament here in this cross shape. Again, lying posterior to the transverse ligament that's holding in the dens of C2. Next is the transverse ligament of the atlas. It attaches on the anterior surface of the anterior ring of the atlas and encloses the den. This guy's uh, lined with synovial membrane and provides lubrication, as I said. So that's the one we talked about a couple of times. They're holding the odontide process in. Alar ligament. Alar sounds like what? Do you want to guess? Wings like an angel. So wing-like configuration with attachments from dens to occiput at lateral margins of the frame and magnum. So it's like this. All right, so we've got one set that goes across, one set that goes across and goes up, and another set that goes on transverse oblique sort of angle to the frame and magnum on either side. So what do you think this guy slows down? Too much rotation. Okay, limits rotation. All right. It shows excessive rotation and lateral flexion of the head, which otherwise would be allowed by the structure of the lateral joints. So here is your ALR ligaments here and here, sort of coming out either side from these attached right on the adontoid process and out to the outer ring of the uh, of the foramen magnum. Here it is here as well, coming off the top here. Next is the apical ligament, and it goes from the apex of the dens to the occiput, and it's taut when I'm tractioning the head. So if I try to pull your head off, this ligament will actually get nice and tight. So we see it on the very tip right there. We also see it here in this diagram, right from the tip of the dens up. 
around this whole area are membranes that hold everything intact. So there's the atlanto-occipital membranes from the anterior and posterior arches of C1. Remember, it's a circle, right? So anterior arches, posterior arches. So from those arches of C1 to the anterior and posterior margins of the foramen magnum. And this resists successive movements of this joint. So we see this whole, here's the ring here. We see this whole sheet of tissue right on the edge of the border of the foramen magnum. And here we see it from behind, <clears throat> sort of covering this whole area in. And that's that. I told you it was easy.